Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Empowered Journey. I'm Shaheen Plunier, and I'm super, super happy you're here. Thank you for being here. Today, I want to talk to you about how to be fulfilled in your life and what that looked like for me. Because before I could really, truly be fulfilled, I had to learn how to feel worthy. And that's kind of a big, lofty sentence. Let me break it down in a way that's tangible. I am a recovering, high-achiever, overperformer, super ambitious woman. And it showed up in my life a lot, this sort of pattern. And I thrived on it. And I loved it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's an amazing thing. And when I look back, it was so important for me to do everything like with five stars, to go above and beyond, to really, really succeed. Like, hey, let's open a store. All right, let's go do it. Let's do it really, really well, which I did. And, you know, we got into all these different magazines. It was like British Vogue, best men's store of the year. We had deals to open a store in Japan. We made it the most beautiful customer experience coming into our store where the customer was treated like gold. And we offered coffee, espresso and wine and, and sit and chat. And let's talk about the products we have in our store because it's like made by craft artisans. And they were local artisans at that. So we supported local business. It was very much a part of our story, as well as my husband being French and his French line of sweaters. So there was this thing of like making the best customer experience for our store, for, for our customers, for our store to get the best publicity. We threw the best parties, the best pop-up stores, all these things. I mean, really we killed it. And it's because when I do something, I do it like 100% perfect and then some. And believe me, like I, I had never had experience in opening a retail store, but I figured it out and I did it really quickly. And that means like getting permits and doing all these different things and filing for your state board and your tax license and all these different things. Not to mention the store setup and the decorating, which I absolutely loved. And my husband was a big, big part of that, obviously. It's an amazing, amazing taste, gorgeous store. And we also, you know, we had our clothing line and it's like, yeah, I can run an international clothing brand and make sales international deal with all the currencies and the exchange rates and the customs and all these different things. Yes, I got it. I can do it. Oh, and I can go back to school and get my executive MBA. And it wasn't an online experience. It was an in-person experience. And you guys raised three kids at the same time. I got it. I'm superwoman. This is just an example of like my high achieving drive. And it really wasn't until it wasn't balanced, right? It like wasn't balanced. It was I, towards the end of it. It was at the cost of my mental, my mental health. It was costing me my marriage. It was costing me not being present to my kids. And my kids, believe me, are number one in my life. I forgot about it because I was so driven. I had my eye on the prize. And I realized I would have to keep up this pace of life for 10 years, maybe seven more because we were in it for a couple of years, if I wanted to have that sort of like type of business where we're like Fred Siegel or, you know, a Barney's is no longer, in, which is really sad. I love Barney's in New York. To have this like really, really solid family business, prestigious, 
high, like high-end store. We had to be in it for a long time. And I had to make that decision. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts of like, this is a pace of life I can't do. This ambition, this drive, it's not worth it. And so I, I had to pull back. And I had to, and, and I realized the key takeaway from all of this, and sorry, maybe I went too deep into those, into those accomplishments, but the, t- the key takeaway is my thinking of, if I do this and I succeed, I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to be successful. If we have this like really beautiful clothing line and we're selling to stores internationally across the world and we succeed and we're selling so many units and the profit is this despite exchange rates, I'm going to feel successful. I'm going to be so proud. Everyone's going to be like, you are amazing. And I got those accolades. I got them from my friends. I got them from our customers. And, they, and it hit. I got the dopamine hit. It, it lasted for maybe five minutes, maybe a day. And then I was back to just me and onto my next chase, onto the next thing I could accomplish. What can I accomplish right now so it's successful? Then I, in turn, can feel successful. So I, in turn, can feel fulfilled. I can be proud of myself. I know that I am like worthy because I'm successful. I can do anything. And it went like this, you guys. This pattern went like this for a really long time in my life. And I jumped from career to career. I succeeded in everything that I put my fingers to. I had the Midas touch. I was like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best student. I'm going to be the best mom. I'm going to be, I'm going to throw this beautiful party. That's a Martha Stewart caliber. And again, it went on and on, this sort of jumping from one thing to the next. And then I went through a period of becoming a doula. And I was a doula to, to different women having babies. And I was going to be there for them all in, drop everything. And I did. I'm going to be a childbirth educator. I'm going to bring women in. I'm going to educate them about the beautiful power that their body holds so they can have the birth of their dreams. I did that. I was the best at that. And then I'm like, okay, great. I'm like changing people's lives, but I don't feel successful. I don't feel better about myself. Like after that high goes away, after you get that compliment, that review, I'm back to me and I'm back to facing the emptiness inside of me. And it wasn't until I like had this insane crash and burn When I was not successful, I got fired from my corporate job at American Express. And again, you understand my personality and and where I'm coming from. I'm being like successful at all costs. Like never in my wildest dream was what I've ever imagined getting fired. Plus, you guys, the really like effed up thing is I didn't even really know why I got fired. And here's like the real honest truth. I got like, well, At that point in my life, I had turned to like wine and alcohol as like a source of comfort, as a way to be, as a way to fulfill the emptiness inside of me, as a way to feel worthy, as a way to even be present into my life that I actually was just hating, despite how beautiful it looked on the outside. Yeah, I was like, I was, I I didn't realize it, but I had become an alcoholic. Since I've changed my relationship to alcohol, and that's, that's not the case at all anymore because I'm coming from such a different place within myself. But then, holy crap, I depended on it really, really, like it was necessary. And I was never like a a liquor. Let's just talk about that for a second. It was like a pretty form of alcoholism, like only champagne and only wine and, you know, and beer. But 
never like hard drinks. I was never like, you know, vodka in the cabinet. That was not my deal. I was not like a hard liquor alcoholic. And had I been, my life would have blown up probably much sooner. So anyway, back to the fun, juicy part. American Express, my new six-figure corporate job that I was doing so well at and getting accolades from my director and things like that. At the time, I was set to succeed. And I was all in. But we went to this like corporate event where there was drinking and American Express was buying drinks for everybody because that's what you do at a corporate event. And by the end of the evening, we were all at the bar, this hotel bar. And I got, it's like, I'm just being really honest here. I got blackout drunk, blackout drunk. I couldn't, and, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't remember. I know I woke up the next morning, you know, in my hotel room. I got to my room. I made it to the meeting the next morning. I'll never kind of forget, like, everyone looking at me and me just being like, oh, yeah, everything's good. But apparently, two weeks after that, I get a call from my director. And she's like, you, I'm sorry, but you're, we're letting you go. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, shocked, you guys. Shocked. Because I couldn't remember. I thought it was like, maybe like, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like, and I never talked to my director after that. You know, the communications were cut. But I couldn't remember. But I probably told a bunch of people like F off and that I hated them, which I probably didn't do. But I really am curious what happened because she told me that HR got 12 complaints. 12 about me. So I don't know. I, and I've had the healing I've had to do from that. So let's just, okay, I'll stay in chronological order. I was shocked, devastated, crushed. Oh my God, here I am, you know, the high achiever, this over, like overperforming woman who like got blackout drunk, doesn't know what the hell she said to anyone. And then I lost my job two weeks later. Shock of a lifetime, shock of a lifetime. I like quickly put myself in recovery center because I knew that I would accidentally like kill myself with Xanax and pills, excuse me, Xanax and alcohol. And, and I knew that like I needed help. I needed professional help. It had gone too far, but it was the biggest blessing in disguise of blessings. I am so grateful it happened because it was my wake up call. It was my wake up call. And the wake-up call looked like this. Shaheem, you are not happy. You are not fulfilled. You are not connected to yourself. You have lost yourself in this race, keeping up with everyone else, of being the person who you think other people want you to be, of going to get the corporate job so you have benefits, going to be a normal human being and go get like a nine-to-five. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to fit in into a system that, that wasn't me. And I did it to please my husband. I did it to satisfy my executive MBA degree that I just got. I did it. I did it to look good. I also did it because I didn't realize those were the reasons why I was doing it. This came out later through the healing that I had to do. But I did it because I wanted to. I'm like, okay, I also, I'm going to show you all people who are watching in my life that, yeah, somebody that doesn't have a corporate background, I can go and I can like work my way and get this like really prestigious, amazing job. In Los Angeles, which is like, you know, such a high demand territory. And I did it. I worked at it for two years. I interviewed for two years, different jobs. I got, I, you know, obviously didn't get those jobs during the first two years, but I mastered the 
the art of interviews. And I had to go through like a five or six interview process. I mastered the art of interviews. I was so proud. I'm like, and I got it. The onboarding was amazing. Went to New York. You know, all the things had a company car. And so you see, hopefully you see where I'm going with this, like my train of thought of like, I was doing this because I thought it would be fulfilling to me. If I got this job, I would feel happy inside. I wouldn't feel empty. I would feel proud about who I am. I'm, I'm making six figures. I've got the, you know, all these different prestigious things. And at the end of the day, I, it didn't do anything for me. It just dragged me down further because I was so unhappy. My life checked all the boxes, but I was so unhappy. And so herein comes like the part of like, I really want to share with you like what it is that I did to learn how to be fulfilled. Because we don't, you don't just wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm fulfilled. It doesn't work like that. You have moments of being happy, but it's actually an art. It's actually something you have to master. It is a practice. And we don't talk about this enough because it's like mastering other things, mastering success, you know, mastering it, accumulating goods, all these different like, phys- like um, materialistic things we're really, really good at. But we never talk about like the mastering of this like internal process of learning how to be fulfilled because you have to learn how. You have to practice. And you have to fail at it. You get to succeed at it. But it is a daily, you have to put energy and effort into being fulfilled. And that is where I'm like so passionate. Because so many women, so many men that are on this like ambitious driven race, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for corporate or you have your own business or you're international, whatever, you, or you're an actress or you're an artist, you think that if you make it, you fill the stadium with 300,000 people, you're going to be happy? No. You're going to wake up the next day and look at the person in bed next to you and be like, what the hell happened? I've seen it. it it's just the way it is. So it's an art that we have to master, but we have to be willing to do it. And what happened for me was I was, I was so shocked and leveled on my knees, dead, devastated, embarrassed, shame, failure, wanted to die. How could I even let this happen? I had to be at my zero below zero before I realized I wasn't happy. And I had been doing a lot of things for the wrong reasons. And it's brought me to exactly where I am at today in this like sort of healed slash healing because the healing never stops. This ambitious pattern, it shows up in sneaky ways, in different ways. It's a chameleon. And so at every level of business that I get to with every client I work with, there's more that gets peeled back for me about my own healing process. There's always more to heal. And that's just the part of like evolving, growth and evolution and ascension, like Literally learning the lessons, learning the lessons, evolving, ascending as part of our soul's journey. Our soul's journey isn't really to come and learn one lesson, then we're done. No, it's, it can be the same lesson over and over and over in different forms until we've really, truly mastered it and embodied it. So what I want to do with you guys is I want to talk to you about, I kind of broke it down into this fun list of like the five things I did to feel fulfilled and what that translate into are like the five, you know, there are many, many more, but I'm focusing on five, the five things I did to feel more worthy. 
And worthy is the fundamental building blocks, the foundation for feeling fulfilled. You have to feel worthy. You have to know that you are deserving, that you, that you, you are 100% deserving as the next person, that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy of success. You are worthy of feeling confident. Yes, you can feel confident. That too is an art that takes practice, but feeling fulfilled is about learning to be worthy, to be confident. And so what I had to do is I had to really, this is like, so we'll start with number one. I had to figure out who I was. I had to become really honest about what I want and not what others want for me. I had to learn what made me happy, what makes me happy. And this is like, just really, really simplifying it. But I want to get through it because I realize now I'm 17 minutes in and hopefully you're still with me. So it's about like, Learning what makes me happy. I had to really like learn about my strengths, look at my limitations. And this is the big part. I had to accept them. I had to learn to accept myself. I am not going to be perfect at everything, despite like, like my blow to my ego. Like, no, I'm perfect at everything. I'm a perfectionist. No. It's okay. I have limitations. So I had to learn how to appreciate and accept my limitations. And then I also really dove, like diving into my authentic self. And appreciating my authenticity, I am super different. And I appreciate that about myself as you are different. You are so different, but that makes you authentic. It makes you you. That's what makes you special. You are a snowflake. There is only one and only snowflake in the world like you. Or grain of sand. Or, or, you know, petal on a flower. Leaf on a tree. There's only one. So I had to figure out who I was. Secondly, in order to feel more worthy, in order to feel worthy. And this is like learning how to feel worthy and the end result is I have become fulfilled. But it's an inner process. It's an inner journey. It comes from myself. I had to reshape my beliefs. I learned to believe in myself that I, that I can do what I want to do, but I had to also, you know, part of learning about who I was, what is it that I really want to do? And I cleared like, and this is a process too, still going, you know, any limiting beliefs that I have about my ability, about, about my place in the world. Oh, I don't get to experience that. It's reserved for a couple of few. That's a limiting belief. And so I've been, you know, it's this process of like working on these limiting beliefs and clearing them and replacing them with, with, with the mindset of like, I can, I can achieve whatever it is I set out to. But it's not driven by that crazy, ambitious person that is looking for worth and success. So I had to really reshape how I saw the world. And number three, I took back my personal power. This is so important. This is, all these things are like podcasts on their own. Taking back my personal power looked like drawing, like creating boundaries. Right? Like boundaries. Yeah, you don't get, I, we're not having that discussion right now. Could you do this somewhere else in the house? Could, could you not speak to me right now? I'm having my morning, my morning ritual, my morning meditation. I will be with you shortly. I will look at that later. I would love to help you, but it won't be until this time. Those are some boundaries that I had to draw. The way you're speaking to me, it's triggering to me. We need to pause the conversation until you're able to speak in a different way. I'm going to leave now. Boundaries. All about protecting my energy, protecting my sanity, protecting my peace. No became a word that I used without having to explain. That sweet little N-O, those two-letter two word, became my favorite sentence. And 
I really like stopped looking for validation from outside of the world. I took back my power and I became proud of myself. For the smallest things, we have to start small. Because when I was looking for validation from others, I was giving them my personal power. And when they didn't give it to me in the way that I liked or thought I deserved, guess what happened? I became disappointed, irritated, angry. And this negative feedback loop would begin. And you can just imagine, like, they didn't know they were setting themselves up to be, like, in this negative food feed, excuse me, negative feedback loop with me. I didn't even realize it then either. Yeah, I've done something great. I can either share it with my husband or not. I sign the client. I share it with my husband or not. I'm not looking to him anymore for like for appraisal, for praise, for excuse me, for for his um his praise. It's great, but like I don't need it. Before I, I I looked for it. I needed it. And when he didn't give it to me, you know, I had an attitude and I became a bitch. And, you know, we'd fight and I would be snappy and I'd be passive aggressive. And the same thing for anybody. This goes for anyone, right? So I learned how to take back my personal power. And I released a lot of toxic people. And there were people in my life that were friends, but they were toxic. And and it was just sort of the end of our time together because I was up-leveling my life. I wanted to be surrounded by people that did not have limiting beliefs, that were supportive and positive, and that they too also had like strong boundaries. So that's number three. So number four, one of my favorites, I indulged in self-care and self-love. And this is just more than massages, baths, you know, beautiful baths and candlelight. The self-care I'm talking about is allowing myself, giving myself time and space to turn inward, to let my mind rest, to recharge my, like my mental batteries, and also to let my body rest. And sometimes the resting looked like, looked like exercising, walking, running. And I don't run, but walking, you know, walking fast, hiking, playing tennis. For me, that was a big sort of like way of self-care because it was movement. And I, was, I couldn't think only, I could only think about tennis. I couldn't think about the rest of the world and the drama and my drama. I had to look at the ball. That's the one thing I had to do. So it recharged my batteries on multiple levels. And it gave me, you know, time to process. Things came up. When you slow down and you give yourself space, you will be surprised what comes up. And the reason why it's coming up is because it's being asked to look at. It's asking for healing. It's asking for forgiveness. And it's asking to be released. It's asking to be let go. This is part of like, excuse me, the the, the self-care and the self-love journey that And again, this is like giving yourself permission to rest, to have clear space in your calendar, to have nobody talk to you, whatever that looks like. And lastly, you guys, um, let's talk about really, truly, and this I I is still a process, and I encourage you all to do this. I had to learn how to stop comparing myself to others. And this was really hard, especially, you know, when I got fired. I was looking around like, oh my God, Shaheen, you're such a freaking loser. You got fired. You don't even know what you did. It's kind of funny now I got blackout drunk and told people to fuck off. But I didn't, maybe I didn't even, maybe I told them, I, I have no idea. I'm When I find out, I will do a podcast on what it is that I said. And sadly enough, the director who had to let me go, she just lost her job. She just got fired from American Express. And 
So it doesn't even really matter what you're going to do. They're going to fire you because it's corporate America and that's just how it is. And I never wish it on anybody. It is one of the hardest things to go through. So sorry, I digress. But like what I had to, what I have had and have to do is to stop comparing myself to others. And we all do this, right? We're in the social media loop of like looking at people's highlight reels and, and they look amazing and they're signing all these clients and their business is, is successful. And look, they've healed all their traumas and they're showing up. And we just see, you know, so often the not like one side of, the, of things. And it's not healthy. It's not realistic. It's not healthy. And so while I love social media, I love face. I love Instagram. Not a fan of Facebook, but I love Instagram. I had to unfollow a lot of people who were triggering to me. And there are like a lot of successful people that I follow that are inspirational. So it's not like I love being inspired by people's success. But some people trigger and trigger me in a way. And, and, and it's okay. They don't have to be in my world. And I'm sure I'm triggering as, you know, as heck to like some other people. And, and I don't have to be in their world. I don't know if I can curse like on podcasts. I really want to, but I'm keeping us G-rated best I can. So I, I'm, you know, we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. I've, I've learned to like pull back my attention and focus it on me leaning in and trusting my journey, my divine timeline, because it is unfolding and it, it is happening. The magic is there and I'm witnessing it and it, it's getting better as I like, as my vibration rises, as I heal, as I keep moving forward, everything else is like getting better in my life. It's a direct reflection. It's amazing. That's another podcast. So I stopped comparing and I've seen, I see other people's victories as evidence that it can be possible for me. And I just love that mindset. So I've, through these five steps, these are just, again, like not the be all end all list, but these are just five key things I, I did to learn how to feel worthy in my skin as a human being. And in learning how to feel worthy, I've, I, you automatically become fulfilled. It's like being fulfilled is a byproduct of feeling worthy and healing and letting go and forgiving. And so I invite you all to really look at, like, have an honest talk with yourself. How worthy do you feel of receiving every good thing you dream of? How worthy do you really feel? And if you don't feel worthy, it's okay. It's something you work on. If you don't feel fulfilled, it's time to look at your self-worth. It's time to commit to the art of feeling worthy, the art of fulfillment. And practice every day. And use these five steps. And I'm sending you so much love. Also, I want to let you know too, if you are called and you're looking for one-to-one -one mentorship, I have a couple spaces open. And if this is something that resonates with you, Send me a DM on Instagram. We can chat. You can send me an email. And this is like something I'm loving working with, like really, really high achieving women. Taking some steps back, learning how to cultivate inner worth so that fulfillment is there. And then their success exponentially grows. That's the order of events. You're successful now, but you don't feel like it on the inside. So I work on the strategies of like helping you cultivate inner success. And not look for it externally, but to cultivate it within. Okay, with all that said, I love you. Thank you for being here and have an amazing, amazing rest of your week.